Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! In the day, and I went when I was like uh, eleven, going on twelve years old, and I saw it on TV back in the day. And I said, "Oh, it's right down the street at the LA Sports Arena, so I'm gonna go check it out." And I've been a fan ever since. And years later, I guess Rob Black figured out that I was one of the kids in the crowd and became a professional wrestler, and said, "Hey, you want to work for XPW?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, at least it's not as like ring crew or anything like that. So that's amazing that you're an actual XPW wrestling fan. And a lot of people compare it to like ECW and say it was like ECW on steroids. But being in SoCal, what were your thoughts on XPW? Like what drew you to XPW at first? I basically like the deathmatch wrestling and stuff like that because as a kid, you didn't know what the hell it was, like, unless you watched, like, old FMW tapes and stuff like that. And then I saw it up close and in person, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And something different, they had the Lucha Libre style, the American style, the Japanese style. So they had something for everybody. Yeah, now they have, like, a whole um, women's division as well, which is pretty cool. I've never seen girls get color before, and some of them are, like, really pretty, too. It's insane. Uh, how, what age did you start wrestling and why did you even, why did you pick wrestling or did wrestling pick you perhaps? <laughs> well, I started wrestling right out of high school. Like when I graduated, I graduated on a Wednesday about the wrestling revolution school out in Cali at the city of industry at Frankenstein's and went there the very next day. And yeah, just been doing it. I wanted to do it since I was four years old. And so I saw people look like they was having fun, enjoying themselves. And I said, I want to make people happy and travel and make a little cash, I guess. And I've been doing it ever since for about 16 years now. Yeah. I mean, on a side note, I don't personally, and I, I really stand strong behind what I'm about to say. I do not feel as though WWE used a lot of um, ethnic wrestlers to the best that they could. And to me, that's like a failure, maybe in the marketing department as well. You know, do you, I don't know, you probably have your own like thoughts on that, possibly. Well, you know how it is when you're coming up as a kid, you always want somebody from your race or whatever to do good. But then like you see how they portray them on TV, you'd be like, wow, they made most of us look like jokes. But as we see now in the 2020s and everything else, everything's changing. And now they're seeing people of color with the championship. I'm surprised we had, damn, like three black world champions in WWE. <laughs> yeah. And now before that, WCW did it, NWA did it. And now it seemed like it's a thing that people are catching on to. And that's pretty good to inspire like younger folks in the hood or wherever the hell they at to be like, all right, if they could do it, I could try to do it too. 
So did you know Bart Kapitsky? Because I met him back in the 90s. I used to do signings at Frank and Sons. Yep. I was one of Bart's champions. I wrestled for AWS for a good amount of time, like a few years. And yeah, I know Bart. And what do you think, like, were you actually, did you go to school to do anything else? I mean, I know going out of high school straight to wrestling is amazing. Like Mike Myers from Wayne's World, he got out of high school. He didn't even go to college. He went to Second City to learn comedy and had a pretty successful career. Did you have plans of doing anything else like along the way or this is it? I did the college thing and I figured out it wasn't really for me. I played football and basketball, volleyball, all that shit. And then I said, you know what? My end goal was wrestling and that's about it. If anything, I probably do like stunt work or something for movies and TV because I guess wrestling and stunt work go hand in hand. It's a natural. It's really funny because I was out with this guy like last week. This is really crazy. I know he does stunt work. We're driving this freaking car. Next thing you know, he's like speeding and doing all this stuff, like stuff I never would imagine. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I drive stunt cars. I'm like, that's great because this is not a freaking movie. This is a fucking real life thing on the goddamn FDR driveway. It was insane. I thought we were going to get killed. Ugh, but I think stunt work is great. I could see I know a lot of wrestlers that actually do that type of stuff. Um, so coming out of the whole NWA thing, did you know what you wanted to do next? Or are you just navigating this, like seeing where it goes? Uh, I want to wrestle for anybody and everybody I could. So I just was like, all right, I'm done with this place for right now. And then I'm going to see what's out, you know, spread your wings and go around and see, oh, that place good. That place sucks. Oh, this one's kind of so-so. Just figuring it out. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with a lot of shady promoters in my time. Who actually trained you to wrestle? Too many people. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that confusing though? Like what happens? Like what's your take on that? When you have too many people teaching you things, like six ways to do one thing, seven ways to do another. Uh, sometimes it gets hectic, but you learn to adapt. Like in wrestling and in a match, things don't go your way. So you kind of like, fill it out and be like, all right, I can do this now. Like that way I learned Lucha Libre. I learned American style, I learned Japanese style. So I got myself well-rounded. I guess I'm a hybrid. So I, I owe that all to them for training me different ways. And this one all at the same school. This was like in different places along the years. So let's see. So you trained at Bart School. Did you ever, I trained with Monda Guerrero briefly and we were off the 605 freeway. What town was that? Uh, they had a lot of Lucha Libres there, but I was originally trained by, trained by a former glow girl up in Calabasas. And I had no idea like taking um, a fentaramine pill to like lose weight and then getting in a wrestling ring like a couple hours later wasn't exactly uh, pretty bright. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was my blonde moment. Um, so what would you say your style is mostly? Because I'm really surprised about your upcoming match at XPW. Very surprised. <laughs> uh, my style is whatever. I'm like a brawler, a luchador, American luchador, mixed with strong style, Japanese and stuff like that. And a little bit of hardcore because I grew up watching XPW and ECW and all the other stuff. Is there anyone you'd like to work with or do a death match with that you have not worked with yet? There's uh, quite a few people match-wise. I'd probably like to wrestle Ruckus because a lot of people compared oh. me to Ruckus when he was coming up. Or when I was coming up, 
Ruckus? Yeah. He used to work for me in 3PW. I love that guy. I have nothing but mad respect for him. That's so awesome. So you'd like mm-hmm. to work for Ruckus. What Did you ever work for CZW or would you ever go over? You have? Are they even around anymore? Yeah. They got a show coming up next month. I think August 7th. Yeah, August 7th, somewhere in Philly. Are you going to go to England at all to try to have a death match with Big Effing Joe? If somebody book it, that's the thing. People be like, oh, you could do this, do that. I'm like, all right, you motherfuckers got to book me first. I ain't just not going to ask for something. And pay, goddammit. Did you ever get yeah. a chance to see Supreme wrestle? Yes, I have. Yeah, at the uh, Grand Olympic and the uh, LA Sports Arena and the Pico Rivera when they did the shows out there. And I got to wrestle them once. And I was happy about that. We had a hardcore match. Fans bring the weapons, and that was my first time ever getting color. That shit was funny. It's scary. Like, it really, like, I guess when I was younger and my younger self, I don't know, like, I wasn't really as affected by it. But I think after this last XPW show, I was kind of freaked out. But, you oh. know, Rob is a very shocking person. Like, he was, he's the one responsible for me even getting into wrestling. But I like, I grew up watching it. What was your first wrestling match that you ever saw on TV that made you want to be like one of those guys up there? Hmm. I don't know if it was one of my first I saw on TV, but the one that sticks out most was Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the ladder match mm. for the Intercontinental title. And I was like, wow, this is pretty damn good. I want to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you have your chance now. So I know next month, um, XPW, August 13th, uh, Night of Reckoning. So you'll be wrestling. It's a triple threat match. It's Masada and it's Brian Cage, which I think that's going to be awesome. And you. So my money's on Willie Mack, everyone. Just so you know, if if Big F and Joe was there, I'm sorry, my money would have been on him completely. Uh, Well, he's hot, but he's freaking amazing. Like guys that do that. And like, what do you think the psychology is? Because my mom said I need help. She said that the fans, like, they're kind of fucked in the head anyway, because they're watching this shit. They're watching people do this because maybe they don't want to get out there and do it and get hurt themselves. But people like to see hurt people, people hurt others. Then she said that I'm screwed up for watching it and participating and thinking it's great. And then the guys that do it, what do you think it is that really drives guys to to do all that stuff besides crowd um, the crowd reaction? Probably the adrenaline rush and like the taste and smell of your own blood and feeling a little bit of pain. Cause you know, sometimes it's like a little bit of pain that you get, but sometimes certain pains feel good. So you'd be like, all right. Yeah. I'll tell my acupuncturist that cause I'm like afraid of needles and mm-hmm. I have the worst lower back right now. Cause I just haven't been stretching, but the pain feels so good when they're just like, shh, like pressing right on it. I don't want to go anywhere. What's the craziest weapon you've ever used? Or have you ever made a really cool weapon? I ain't made no weapons yet. Uh, I'm just used to the standard shit like chairs, tables, kendo sticks. I used a guitar once and busted it over Brian Cage's head, but that's about it. What type oh, of- and I hit somebody in the head with a brick once. Where, in the audience? No, in uh, a Lucha Underground match it was me versus Mil Mortis in the death match and I used oh, a fucking okay. brick for the finish. <laughs> well wait a second a guitar did you use like um an acoustic guitar or like some kind of expensive okay thank god acoustic 
yeah, I wanted to bust my ex-husband's head open with his electric guitar. But let me tell you, like when I pounded that shit on the ground, I broke it like way better than Pete Townsend could ever do it. Plus it was super heavy. This is years ago, by the way, and not quite as um, psychotic in my old age. Uh, <laughs> still a little bit, just not as much. So I love kendo sticks. Just so you know, I was helping before the last XBW show trying to make weapons. What is your mm -hmm. ultimate weapon of choice if fans were to bring weapons this time? Uh, probably a kendo stick covered in thumbtacks if it was possible. How about a kendo stick covered with barbed wire? That can work too. Okay, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring kendo sticks. I might cover one in barbed wire just for you to welcome you to XPW Wrestling, which will be a lot of fun. And what were some of the crappiest day jobs you had on the rise up? Yeah, I used to do a be a bar back at this place called Frankie and Johnny's New York Pizzeria on Sunset and San Vicente back in the day. Oh shit! Right across from Tower, no, right across from uh, the Hustler. Yeah, I was on store. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I used to go there all the time, drunk out of my head from the Rainbow. Yeah, I used yeah. to go to the Rainbow a lot there, the Cleat Club, the Whiskey. Where else? What's another good place out there? Um, so the Whiskey had all the heavy metal shows, and then next to it was the Roxy that had OK shows. The Rainbow, of course, like my bartender is there. Um, and what else? The Key Club was good back in the day because they had so many cool shows, and like it's nothing. I think it just shut down. It's One Oak now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to do. I did a wrestling show there before they turned it into One Oak. Really? They had wrestling there. Yeah. Dude named Smiley, he had a show there. It was like comedy slash wrestling. I got to be a part of it. And I got to open up for Digital Underground with him. <laughs> You're doing porn films? What were you doing at Digital Underground? Digital Underground? You all remember Digital Underground? The Humpty I, Dance. The what? The Humpty Dance. What year was that? <laughs> uh, Damn, I can't believe you all remember the Hoppy Dance. That is your chance to do the hop. I remember the bunny dance from the Playboy Club in New York City because I used to do the bunny hop with the girls there. I, oh. I didn't work there, by the way. Um, I don't have the patience for that. I don't know how you had the patience to be a bar back because I'd probably end up putting shit in people's drinks like eye drops or some crap because people really piss me off sometimes. <laughs> Drunks mostly. Um yeah, well, was Digital Play wasn't that like a porn? Was that a porn company, Digital Playground? Uh, uh Digital Underground, the oh, hip hop group. Oh, you know, you know. Okay, <laughs> you have to correct me. All right. So no, I, I don't know. This is before my time. That's very interesting. So you did all the bar jobs. But you're not from here originally, are you? No, I'm from LA, but I was born in St. Louis, but raised in LA since I was three months old. Interesting, because you still have a little bit of that twang going on from St. Louis. <laughs> I know, because my mama was from St. Louis and my daddy was from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So that's what happened. <laughs> with death matches and some of these things, I mean, we all know there have been injuries left and right with wrestling that we've seen. Do you ever, like, what do you do before you go out to the ring? Because I always do this before I go on my motorcycle and I have like a cross all the time I wear. Do you have any special ritual that you do before you go up? Uh, nothing really. I just did my stretches like an hour or two before and then little warm ups and then just say like, just hope for the best of my head. Like when I'm going through that curtain. 
Yeah, that's the best you can do, I guess. It's um, what's home life for you now? I mean, is it nice being at home? Do you have kids or anything? No, I ain't got no kids, especially doing this shit. Hell no, not shit. But uh, it's pretty good. I'm just out here relaxing. I got a less hectic schedule because being on the road with Impact when I was with him was kind of crazy. Like, you know, oh, I got to be here at this time and that time. But now I'm just mostly working with AAA and like certain independents. And it's pretty cool. I just go out like twice a week or something like that. And it's pretty fun. Do you go to Mexico a lot doing lucha shows? Yeah, that's where I got my come up, as I guess, because I started down there with a deathmatch company called DTU, mm-hmm. which ended up getting me a tryout match for AAA on a TV. And I've been working for AAA ever since it's like 2011, 12, maybe, maybe before that. Yeah. yeah, some of I mean, I've never done I've never worked in the Lucha show. That's one thing like left in my bucket list, because the girls, when they have the old school Lucha Baboom, they have like all the makeup and they're just so glamorous and it just looks like so much fun. Like for mm-hmm. reals, that's one like that's one more thing on the bucket list, like this crazy bucket list that I ended up having. Like you just keep going on each year and realizing there's one more like cooler thing to do out there. What did you do during the pandemic? Did it hit you in such a way where you just kind of lost um, interest in pursuing certain things at all? No, not really, because surprisingly, when uh, the pandemic hit, I thought we was going to stop doing shows, but. Impact was like, all right, we're going to be doing these TV tapings and pay-per-views without a crowd. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it went out there. It worked. It felt weird as hell, like going out there and the only people to cheer you on, but they can't really cheer because they're doing their job with the camera people, the ring announcer and the referee and the fucking timekeeper, the person who rings the bill. Like, that's really interesting you said that. And I don't know if I'll, if I'll catch heat for saying this, but you can't cancel something that was already canceled at one point i don't even know if i was really ever canceled but it just sounds good anyway um what i (laughs) so i saw a wwe pay-per-view during the pandemic right it looked like a video game almost Mm -hmm. and when you take away the audience which is like 60 percent of that adrenaline going up there and you take away all the special effects and the glitz and the glam like you're stuck watching what the actual product is you know I felt like TNA did a, a better job with that. And I um, mean, you know, I didn't watch a lot of it. I wasn't watching a lot of um, wrestling just here and there to kind of keep up with stuff. Do you still stay on top of what's going on in wrestling or have you just kind of st- stayed with what you're doing with wrestling? Uh, you got to keep up with everything that's going on. Like I always make sure to watch Raw, SmackDown. I haven't watched NXT really since <laughs> they did that 2.0 shit. I still watch Impact and everything I could get my, you know, my hands on to just keep myself in the loop, know what's going down, see if anybody's stealing your schmooze, shit like that. I don't know how you schmooze people in those offices. It's crazy. I just, so do you have any intention of maybe doing your own wrestling school? That's where I was training, Pico Rivera with Mondo Guerrero. There's a ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you have any intention of giving classes or like teaching anything to anyone soon? Maybe in the inner city, getting involved there and like doing something. Maybe we'll see because I'm like weird about training people because I'm good at wrestling. But when it comes to teaching, it's weird. Like I can't teach a full on ass class. Like if I see somebody do something, 
I'll step in and be like, no, you could do it like this or show them different ways. But like, as far as teaching a full blown class, I don't know. Just don't have the patience for it, maybe. Plus, people's like everyone's different, you know, with those classes, mm-hmm. everyone's um, pace is different, you know. Yep. So I always had like private classes, but towards the end of my um, my training with the glow girl with Sue, she brought in a guy for me to work with. So I was actually trained to wrestle, but I, I, I always get used as a manager, which is totally fine. I don't care. Uh, what are your thoughts on women's wrestling now and the way it's going? I think it's great that they get in the spotlight now because before you would know like, oh, it's a women's match. People would get up and go to the bathroom. But then like it was only like five or maybe three minutes long. Now they're getting like 10 to 15 or 12 minutes and showcasing what they're about. And now people are paying attention. So you can have something for like young girls or young boys to look up to and be like, wow, women's wrestling is taking over again. Yeah, it's a shame. Like I felt like when Jazz... I love jazz because that is mm-hmm. one badass, like for sure. And I love working awesome. with her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. I just again, like, I'm like, well, they could have done way more with her and mm-hmm. utilized her. Like, she should have had her own action figure. I know I would have bought one. I know a bunch of little girls would have bought one for sure. And guys, of course. Did you ever get a chance to work with Alicia Taylor? Oh, thanks so. She's in NXT. Hmm. What was her other name? It's Alicia Taylor. I don't know. She's oh. uh, She looks like a cat. She has like large eyes. She has like curly. I think she plays drums in a heavy metal band. Alicia. Oh, does she have orange hair? I don't know. She's African-American as well, I think. Oh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, so, I don't think I have. What are your thoughts on things like Tough Enough? Eh. It was cool at first, like the first couple of seasons, but then after a while, you'd be like, ah, they're trying to pick this guy to win and whatnot, and some of the winners ain't really stuck around. And, like, the stuff they put them people through was crazy. But some of them made it, and some didn't, so that's how that works. It's cool opportunities, I guess, TV time. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I had my own thoughts about that, and um, I went to a barbecue a few years ago. Remember Gladiators? That was before your time. You're probably still like in diapers. What, American Gladiators? Yeah. Well, you were a baby going to XPW shows. I mean, <laughs> like 11. Well, to us, that's a baby, right? You're probably still yeah. a kid. But um, so you remember American Gladiator, right? Yeah. Remember Big Dick Dudley? Yeah. So he and I became really good friends. He was like a big brother to me. And like, I was really, I, I cried for like, weeks on end after he died because like I have this super immature side to me that I have to keep under control like really immature and we would rib people all the time at gold's gym in Venice when we'd work out we'd fuck with people all the time so finally he had this thing to go in for gladiators (laughs) and I brought I took him there we're in my car he gets out the second they're like giving him this whole thing to kind of try out for it, he went in there. He's like slamming people. He's like pushing people. Of course, he didn't get in the show, but he made his point. So a couple of years ago, I'm at this barbecue in Malibu and this woman. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not going to use the C word today. So she comes up to me and then she's like, I remember you. I'm like, from what? Like, what were you watching? And then she says to me, weren't you with that big guy at like uh, American Gladiator? 
I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, I was there. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really bad, you know, cause those are people that just want a chance to be on TV. Yeah. Well, how's your show working out now, bitch. And secondly, that is not the way to do it because these people, you have wrestlers and people that put their bodies through so much more for years and years and years. And it just like, it gets me going on this crazy rant. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it just gets me on this thing because you guys go through so much, you pay your dues and then you have some freaking nitwit from goddamn bumfuck wherever the fuck they're from. And then like all these places that just want to get on TV to be seen and then they get in the ring and no one ever fucks them up. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just went on one of my rants. I'm sorry. I'm normally not this um, <clears throat> intense. <laughs> Do you think that there's anything missing in wrestling these days that needs to be brought back? Hmm. Well, I guess, I guess the blood and stuff and like being able to cuss a little bit more on TV probably was a thing. And uh, what else is missing? That's about all I could think about. Like skin. 90, <laughs> there we go. Cause like 98, in 97, you knew damn well you was watching the WWF stuff. You saw Sable or somebody come out there half naked doing their thing and Austin flipping people to bird. Like, people weren't afraid to, like, go out and do their thing and be themselves and push the boundaries. Now it's like you can't really do most of that shit no more. Rob does it. I know. That's why I like it there because you still got that old school shit. <laughs> Yeah, people always want to see a good cat fight or something really fun, which I love cat fights for that whole thing, just because it totally excites the male audience and the male, um, I mean, yeah, the testosterone. But there are like some really hot guys that go to the shows, but I won't like go out with them or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I guess like he's bringing a lot of things back and hopefully it goes to this whole level of like filling in that gap that we're missing in wrestling now. I mean, do you think how a competition is healthy? Do you think we have enough competition now that we have AEW, TNA and WWE? Yeah, pretty much. But if you look at it, AEW seems like it's becoming a new WCW. And it's like the reverse Monday Night Wars. I like remember when Vince bought WCW. Now you got Tony Khan buying ROH, and he might buy a few more companies, and that'll be just him, Vince, and whoever else is around and XPW if they get back on the television. I think he will, because I have to say this about Robin. I could say this publicly. We could we may have parted on really fucked up terms, but if there wasn't if there wasn't a Rob, there never would have been a Jasmine wrestling. Because I, I grew up watching wrestling. I just didn't know it would like, you know, that kind of door would open up for me, especially coming from like porn or something, you know? So what else are you doing to keep your branding alive aside from wrestling? And you're doing signings, right? You're taking signings. Are you doing anything like a podcast or any like acting? What are you doing? Eh, I got this uh, autograph signing coming up, I think on August 5th out in Philly. Okay. Something called Battleground Championship Wrestling. I'm yep. going to be out there. And then uh, I usually be on Twitch playing my video games and stuff like that. I got my website for my T-shirts and all that good stuff. You play on Twitch. Just so many people that do that. Do you know T. Grizzly, the rapper? Or the, yeah, he's a rapper. Maybe if I saw his face. I'm bad at names, but like if I see somebody's face since I met so many damn people. 
He plays so on Twitch. Like you could make some serious cash. Like, aren't you afraid of people? What do they do? It's not doxing. It's sort of like doxing. Um, what's that thing they do where I can call, where they call, if they don't like you, they can call like a SWAT team to your house. There was a whole special about it on Netflix. Oh, yes. Uh, swatting or something. Yes. I do you the ever name get of afraid it. of that? No, because my people know who I am. Like the people that subscribe to me and watch me know what I'm about. So. Do you get recognized a lot in public? Yes. Yeah, it's surprising. Like I'm at a Walmart or something, like somebody follow me and I'm like, all right, I'm about to fuck this motherfucker up. But then they'd be like, hey, ain't you Willie Mac? I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Can I get a picture, man? I'm a big I'll be like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> you sound like me and myself. You sound like me, like in my younger self, but I kind of still do that now, you know especially like with women, when they come up to me, it's like, I did not go near your boyfriend. It was not talking to your fucking boyfriend. So what, what do you want? Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll take a photo. It's just like, you forget about all these things that you do and that's cool. So people actually recognize you. And um, what do you see yourself doing in the next few years? Aside from wrestling, you're going to do a book. I mean, you have an interesting story. I think you should do a book. I'll do a book of somebody write the shit for me. I ain't got time to write all that stuff now. You got to do that shit in your own voice or just like record it on your phone every day and like do your book. A lot of actors, a lot of wrestlers actually get into uh, like comedy. I met Ryan Nemeth when I was at, um, where did we go to school together? We were at UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. Then I was oh, in the city with him. Yeah. Like he and I, we were in improv three together or no, we were in three. Then I was over at um, Second City and I graduated that whole thing. And uh, like, I could say Ryan, like he opened the doors for me for other things to happen, like my one woman show and stuff like that. But all these guys do like, are you going to do comedy at all? Are you going to fall into that whole thing? I don't know. I think people will blow my ass off the stage. See what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something in there trying to, trying to come out. <laughs> hey, we'll, see. Huh? we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, do your parents get proud of you? Like they know what you're doing. Do they ever get really scared? They never saw me wrestle. That's the fucked up part. Like, my mom died when I was 14, and my I'm pops sorry. died when I was 26, 7. Well, they'd be proud. I hope so. I'm sorry about that. I had, like, no idea. Wow. Okay. Well, did you, Um, is that what kind of inspired you to keep, like, doing wrestling? You never thought about going to school and, like, learning something or just staying with wrestling? No, I wanted to do something. I wanted to be, like criminal justice or some shit like that like for that and whatever eh, something like that but then i was like nah wrestling is what i want to do and because my parents knew that i want to be a wrestler since i was an itty bitty boy and they said oh do what you're gonna do and do it to the best of your abilities but they never got to see me wrestle but they watch you every night i'm sure from this uh the friendly clouds and skies 100 percent. and it's a you know it's a very meaningful thing when you know, parents that actually believe in you and back you up, like no matter what it is and friends and family. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever? Well, yeah. So I asked you that. It's just everything just comes out of my mind as I'm talking to you. And it's just like I have like a zillion other things going on in my brain. Then it's like just just stop. And um, so that's very good. And if you were to become a criminal just to do criminal justice, what was it to be like a cop or like a lawyer, ACLU, like so I'm like a lawyer. I want to be like a, what's that one, a probation officer or something like that? 
Oh my God. A probation officer. They're the fucking worst. Let me tell you. Well, no, actually I had a cool hey, deal. <laughs> he wasn't so bad. Like he let me slide. Let me tell you, like he let me get away with murder, literally, like literally, but I'll tell you the best thing about the PO office. Okay. So my the PO officer I check in with, he was on King street near La Brea in that area. He told me to stop coming in to check in because I go in there and um, I see these like they, these guys look really hot. Some of them look like they just got out of jail and you could kind of like smell the pheromones on them. So I go in there and I start to flirt with this guy. I was getting his phone number and shit. Um, he had like a white tank top on and a bunch of tattoos. Uh, he probably I might have killed someone, but um, he was really nice. So then they're like, you have to stop coming in here, getting guys phone numbers and taking rides with guys because I got on the back of some guy's motorcycle one day after um, I went in to check in with the PO, I didn't have a car at the time. And we went riding off. I didn't know that I was like going with some crazy fugitive off to like fucking Mexico. How I got back is like a whole other story, but it was so much fun. So <laughs> if you're a probation officer, you'd probably be a really cool one. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you're like, that's a little bit crazy for me. I don't know. <laughs> that was just in there in Inglewood that uh, where that place was. So there were all kinds of interesting people. Um, that mm. would come and go out of there. Really nice people, I'm sure. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of food that you eat when you're not dieting down? Do you even diet down? Must diet. Like a okay, good. Well, what what do you not want to eat before you go in the ring? <laughs> oh, that's a. I really don't try to eat before I wrestle. Just you know, so you don't have no accidents. I know a few people do. Like you don't want no Indian food. I love Indian food. Me too. <laughs> Ramen and uh, of course, McDumpster and all the other good stuff. Wendy's. Mm. I love McDonald's. After I saw Super Size, did you see Super Size Me? No, I have not. I never saw it. After I saw it, I did not have McDonald's until um, I was so desperate one night. Like desperate, desperate. And I went through that drive-thru after the Rainbow Bar and Grill. And uh, I'm driving through it. I'm like, shit, I'll take a double cheeseburger, six-piece McNuggets, and a Diet Coke. Man, that tasted so good going down. Coming out, it wasn't so great. But I don't know what's worse, like that or White Castle. So I prefer like White Castle, though, for some reason. And it's not like a West Coast thing either. Or whatever. Oh, they got them out here in Vegas. Oh, you're they in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, oof. I love it. Oh my God. You know, I, now I'm going to go to white castle tonight. Now that that's like my goal in New York city tent is just to go to white castle and get like a big thing of cheeseburgers and the fries and like their fish, just fish sandwiches and just like eat them. Cause it's the best. If you guys not have had white castle, you are not living. You need to have white castle at least once, no matter what the consequences are the next day. If you feel bloated, like, don't worry about it. Just have enough and you'll be fine. Um, how yeah, I usually you get the crave case. Yeah, I get like the 30 and I get like 15 with the jalapeno cheese and 15 with the smoked cheddar. No pickles. Did anyone ever ask you to work at a strip club like a security in Vegas? No, not really. I just chill at my homie's bar on Fremont Street. That's about it. Well, that sounds like fun. So everyone knows where to find him now on Fremont Street. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I think Um, but. So it'll be fun to see you at XPW and finally meet you in the flesh. I don't know. Did I ever meet you when you were younger at XPW or ECW or anything like that? No, you was gone by the time I like actually went to shows. Okay. So don't forget XPW Wrestling, August 13th at the Pomona um, Fairplex. 
you just have to go. Cause if you don't, or you don't buy the fight TV thing, then you clearly have no fucking taste. So just at least watch it. Cause everyone's there putting their bodies on the lines just for your sick pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, come buy tickets. And, you know, if, could you please give us like your, um, your socials? Oh, everything's easy. My Instagram and Twitter is all the same as Willie underscore Mac. Hit me up on Twitch at Willie Mac 87. And then, uh, Oh, go to my pro wrestling tea stores. Just type in Willie Mac and the shit pop up. I got four fucking cats to feed a bearded dragon and a turtle. So all the money helps <laughs> to keep this thing afloat. You have a bearded dragon. Yeah, behind me. Oh my me, god, I love those. Those are so cute. <laughs> I love them. They're so cute. I have a I have a cat, so I don't think they'd really get along. But I love bearded dragons. Those are so so cute. Do you do cameo at all? No. I oh yeah. To, but I don't know how to do it. I'll get it. I'll I'll set you up. Like when we're done, I'm gonna set I'm gonna set you up with it for sure. You're gonna get on cameo. So he's gonna be available on cameo, taking your requests. Don't send anything too dirty. Don't ask for like dick pics or shit like that. I mean, maybe someone might. You'd be surprised the requests I get, but I don't always do them. Um, and is there anything that ever makes you afraid once you're in the ring of like, is there anything you will not do aside maybe from flying on a zip line in a wrestling ring in an arena that you would probably never do in wrestling? Hmm. Or a bra and panties match or something. Ah. Uh. I'm not too sure. Probably ain't nothing I wouldn't do too much. Yeah, I'm like an open book. Just turn the page, see what happens kind of guy. But until something comes up that I'm not comfortable with, that's when we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I keep telling myself that all the time. Like that time with Rhino, I, like I only knew about that spot two, like three minutes before the show. The thing, the best thing Paul said to me. Um, so are you comfortable taking that bump? Yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, nothing happened, though. Nothing spectacular. Well, thank God. But yeah, it's always like some kind of, I always get scared right before anything big might happen because I just don't know. And I just, I don't know. Sometimes I just, my imagination runs away with me on these things. And that's good to know. Is there anyone that is old school that you have not worked with that you want to work with? Hmm. Old school. Uh, it's probably like a Huh. I'm trying to think. I would have liked to wrestle like him or Douglas, Shane Douglas or somebody like that. I could see you like going head to head with Shane. My money would be on you. My money is still on you for the next show, by the way. So (laughs) (laughs) you have any parting words for your fans? Uh, Nothing much. Just thanks for supporting me for all these years. And let's see what else happens with Willie Mack down the line. Come on out August 13th to check out the XPW show to see me get try to get my world title back because I had it once and it was short lived. But I'm going to try to get that thing back from Brian Cage. And uh, yeah, just keep supporting wrestling no matter what somebody say. If they talk shit about it, be like, fuck you. I'm doing something what I enjoy while you got to try to cramp my style and bring me down because everybody needs entertainment, especially in these last few years when you've been locked up. And now we get out and enjoying everything. And yeah, just enjoy life. Actually, what's the sleaziest pickup line you ever heard during the pandemic? Sleaziest pickup line? I ain't really heard no pickup line. Nobody trying to pick up my blackness. (laughs) I think like the craziest thing I ever heard was some guy said, I don't care if you give me COVID. 
Yeah, I said to him, I don't care if you give me an STD. So I just said that to fuck with him. Yeah, he gave me a look like, what the fuck? Then he left. But yeah. So, I mean, trust me, nothing surprises me anymore. So come out to the show, support everything Willie Mac, and it's W-I-L-L-I-E-M-A-C-K. Thanks for like putting your body on the line for people's entertainment more than anything else. And just given everything you have to wrestling uh, and what games can we find you on, on Twitch? Uh, I usually play like Overwatch or Red Dead 2 or Call of Duty when I'm like in a mood to piss people off. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And thank you for joining me for another episode of crazy train podcast and don't forget make america sick again and stay crazy <laughs> Carry on.